Hello again, everybody. <laughs> My name is Mike Cisneros, and welcome to another scintillating edition of Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Sitting to my left is our beer blogger from nowhere and everywhere at the same time, the man who is synonymous with anonymous, the gnarly gnome. Gnome, good evening. Good to be back. Thank you. Sitting on my immediate right is the queen of Cincinnati craft beer commentary from OPG and soon to be from the Overlook Lodge. Please welcome the one, the only, Miss Tina Cisneros. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. To my extremely far right, uh, the lady who will be twinkling her fingers on the interwebs, the Facebooks, and the tweeters and the Twitters, please welcome Angie Cisneros. Angie? Hey, dear. Our social media director, and she'll be chiming in with some stuff later on. And uh, we'd like to welcome all of our podcast listeners and, of course, all of our viewers who are joining us live worldwide on tele- on Telescope, <laughs> Periscope tonight. <laughs> we sure haven't been doing this long enough for me to <laughs> say the wrong thing, have we? Uh, so anyway, Periscope, welcome, and uh, we'd like to welcome tonight uh, a very special guest from Rivertown Brewing. He is the, now let me get this right, the, <laughs> the w- wait a minute, I, the, the, the director of relationships. relationships and ideation. Yes. We'll have to talk about that, uh, but welcome, Gamal Nagy. Join, thanks for, Nagy, I'm Nagy. sorry, jo- thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, Mike. Uh, and he's uh, already getting shout outs on Periscope too. Well, as soon as we went live. Well, huh. uh, it's more popular than we are. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad <laughs> a lot of people are more popular than we yeah, are, but true. we won't talk about that right so now. I'm getting shout outs on Periscope. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means people ha- are happy to see you. Good. Yes. Yes. And you can be seen very well uh, via our Periscope picture. Uh, welcome. Uh, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, what we usually do is we start right from the beginning, and what is probably one of the most important things that we do is we have tasting and commentary on a wide range of local beers, and so we're going to take you right now from the beer fridge. And Gamel has brought us some good stuff from Rivertown. Uh, let's uh, talk about it for a minute, uh, Gamel, if you will. Uh, a couple of the uh, newer beers from Rivertown, uh, the Solus and the Divergent. Right. Uh, I did bring Divergent and Solus. Uh, we rolled those out earlier this year, and they have been getting uh, very popular. Divergent especially. It's an approachable sour. Um, on this one, we're using uh, uh, our, our natural bacterias. Uh, we're not using... Uh, Brett's or wild yeast on these ones. We're trying to kind of fuse the two between an everyday beer, but also give you some hints to what we're doing in our barrel age process. Uh, we're doing it in a way that uh, pretty much eliminates about a year's worth of work. Uh, whenever we do our barrel age stuff, it's about a year sitting in oak barrels. Um, Jason worked diligently on trying to shorten that time frame up to give an everyday thing out there for people who are kind of getting into that. Uh, the divergence of balloon advice, it is an approachable, sessionable sour. Uh, comes in at 3.8. It's one of my favorite ones to actually drink, especially when I'm doing sessions because I can drink a few of them or so, and I'm not a wreck. Right, you know? right. Uh, it's it's clear on the front end of it. It's Let's very get them open them up. Sure. Let's just talk about them. Get, get that uh, <laughs> bottle opener, pass out some of the glasses. Uh, Angie, you're right next to the... Uh, to the we wanna, we you take my seat, you take my bartending job. That's Yay, right. That's okay. what I wanted to do. So... On this one, you'll notice it's got, you know, really light body, almost champagne-like in texture uh, in appearance, very clear, 
very uh, very crisp. Slide this one your way here. Um, you're not going to get a lot of malt body on this one. That's the intent. It's uh, it's very filtered. What this is going to do, it's going to be clean and fresh up front with a nice burst of uh, fruity, citrusy, sour on the back end of it. So nice and tart, nice and fun. Got another one if we need some more in there because I'm out. <laughs> um, so yeah, when you get this one, I always say, and I think anybody will say this too, anytime you're trying a beer for the first time, three sips. The first one's going to shock your system. It may come off a little more aggressive or extreme on that first one. And when you kind of give it a second, the second sip will be a little bit more balanced. Because um, then your palate will know what to expect. And you usually tend to get that little leveling out and some of the finer nuances will come through. The third one will bring it all together and usually tells you whether or not you like the beer. I've, I've always thought this one's fun because, you know, especially in the heat of the summer and we all, anybody who's been to Rivertown knows that that bar can get a little warm sometimes in the summer. Just a touch, yeah. And I tell you what, when you walk in there after a long day at work in a hot tap room and you pour one of these, this thing is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I think it's it delicious hits, all the time. The first time I ever had spot. it, it, I took a sip and, or a few, maybe three, I don't know. <laughs> um, and it reminded me of like a light white wine. Yeah. Yeah. That that used to be my correlation and kind of still is um, from time to time on when I'm doing events, especially as because it, it's like kind of warming up just a little bit. So you're getting more notes out of it. Um, I used to kind of point it towards like a, a champagne or a, or a Chardonnay of some sort. Please, sir, may I have some more? Absolutely. Um, um, yeah. So I would I would kind of use that same note because and and actually wine drinkers tend to kind of go with that. When I hear somebody that's oh I'm not that big of a beer drinker. I'll usually point them to Divergent or even Solace just because it's not characteristically beer. Usually when they think of it, it's like malty or it's, mal it's hoppy or something like that that kind of that they're not ready for. That champagne description is, is perfect. I've never really thought of it that way, and I don't know why, because it, it's, it's kind of exactly what it, it kind of reminds me yeah. of. But like also really great sour characteristics, too. Right, I mean, right. it's not like it doesn't taste like straight up champagne. It's got that tartness that you want and that you look for. It's still like a fruity sourness though. Like mm -hmm. I think, I think a lot of people get scared by the word sour and they, they're afraid to try it. But yeah. It's, it's more sour in the way that like, you know, not even, I wouldn't even say like a grape maybe, or like a, like, like a tartness, not necessarily like. Yeah. A, yeah. But we, we try to lean. I mean the characteristic, I mean the, the, the category is obviously sour, but we try to lean more towards it is, it's a tart beer. Mm -hmm. There is some fruity notes to it. There is some, there is some, uh, it's not, it's not bite. It's not uh, well, acidic I, or anything. Yeah, not, not acidic. That's the wrong word. It's not. Uh, it's not almost chemically or something like and that. And I and I think the, um, I think the sourness is is more across the tongue rather in the rather than in the back, which I think sometimes some sours want to be a real sour on the finish, mm. and it's real. I think it's real neutral on the finish. I think it's pretty dry, mm. and it doesn't really attack your esophagus with sourness you know <laughs> right it, and and you'll notice too i mean after you after you have a sip and you set it down it's not lingering so that's not the only thing in your palate when you're tasting it's not like you know sure you get, you get a big barrel aged sour or something like that and you have a you have a drink of it and you're tasting that you're so, tasting that sour still so is this a is this a is this a cousin of triumvirate i mean because i think it, it it's i think it's very similar to that um, i would say i would say this is going to point closer to what you're going to expect out of like a goose 
or a lambic, you know, straight lambic or triumvirate. Triumvirate, you're getting the um, uh, the tonic water. It's aged in gin barrels. You're getting some of the juniper and stuff like that. So it's going to be a little bit different, but you know, color characteristics maybe. You know, it you know, light, crisp, fruity. Well, how so, long has it been since we had a triumvirate? Yeah, it's been a while. So. Well, and this, <laughs> is the, this is the third. This is the third and final year for it. It's only going to draft. Oh. Yeah. That's sad. That <laughs> no, is it's, sad. It's actually fortuitous. It's the third year of the of the triumvirate. Uh, I guess that's true. In the final year, so. Yeah. Um, and then you brought the. And then uh, I brought. The and then I brought Solus. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, we went to my wife and I went with uh, with my brother and his family to South Carolina. We took a six pack of Divergent, came off the uh, came off the beach, and immediately regretting only bringing a six pack. So you're saying you know hot hot temperature yeah. coming in and. You want that cool and refreshment. You talk about getting almost a, a, a lemonade right out of the ocean, right out of the sun. It was just, bam, right there. And Gamel, we appreciate you doing the bartending. Usually, uh, one of the one of us does the bartending, but you're doing a fine job. Thank we you. appreciate it. <laughs> we we don't usually put our guests to work here I'm, on the broadcast, but uh, we appreciate it again. Oh, you're welcome. I'm 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 kind of used to it because usually when I'm talking to people about the beer, I'm kind of handed to them at the same time. Right. And, you know, describing some of the characteristics anyhow. So it's just almost, almost a second nature at that point. Now, I know we'll probably get to um, some of the, the plans for Rivertown in the future um, yeah. in a few minutes here. But um, when we first started hearing about some of the rebranding and things like that going on with Rivertown, there was a rumor out there that we might see some things in cans. Um, is there is there any plan to put that um, divergent in, in cans or anything like that for you know you talk about the beach and things like that? You know we we initially looked at it for 2015 and then when we kind of took in the fact that we did the big bottling line and everything else and and the amount of money we invested into that and to kind of hire in a mobile um, right a mobile canner it it didn't make sense as we like to say c-e-n-t-s it didn't make sense at the time to pay the extra money to have somebody else come in and can something um it's been hit or miss for us we're known for bottles um we don't do a big push with it we did it with hot bomber and little Little sippa and and it worked in some areas but it didn't carry over in others so we took the back seat just figuring that let's get the beer launched out first before we worry about the vessel that it's in um because really anybody if you're if you're worried about that, if you're camping and things like that, you pop it off and put it into a plastic cup and you're just as safe. Right. Um, we're not ruling it out, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it in the near future. Um, especially now, as you kind right. of alluded to the news that came out on Friday, um, we're going to focus on getting that built from the ground up then before we're worried about the vessels. Right now we Makes invest sense. into a bottling machine and the reason we invest in the bottling machine because we do big barrel aged sours and for us, you know, we have one system that can, you know, allow us to can or can uh, bottle package, package our beer, you know, a hundred, a hundred vessels a minute. And it just doesn't make sense to have something else come in when we can kind of use it both ways. You know, right. when we get the barrel stuff out or we get the liquid ingenuity, the death, the insurrection, the big 22 ounce bottles and things like that. When we have them rolling through, change a couple dies over and a couple filler heads and we're ready to go for that thing. When we're done with that, which is usually a shorter run, pull that back out and then we're running Roebling, Little Sippa, Divergent, Solace, and all the other beers, and you can kind of keep that consistency going. The other beauty is, you know, when you get a when you get a low fill on a bottle, a we can see it. So the guy who's at the end of the line that's grabbing the balls off and putting them in, he sees a low fill, sets them off to the side. Once we get a bunch of them going, you can kind of you know open them up, pour the liquid out, send it back through the sanitation cycle, get it all cleaned up, and 
that bottle goes right back in. So we're almost like self-recycling at that point sure. versus having that. Having yeah, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, this is the Solus. Yes, Solus. And, and this is a Flemish style, uh, like yeah. red, red, red ale again. So. Yeah, yeah, kind of going for the Flanders style red. So this one, you're going to get more malt body on this one. Um, it should be just warm enough to where you should start getting some of the caramel and some of the toffee notes out of it. Um, it's very light on top. It's going to be a malt, but that malt is going to carry you into the finish of the sour. So with Divergent, when you had the drink, it was clear, clean, and you know a pop of sour on the very back end. This one, it finishes with that with that tartness. So it uh, there's a little bit more connection into it. I, I tend to lean towards this one more times than not. If I'm just going to drink for the sake of drinking, I'll lean towards this one because I like the malt body on it. It's usually hit or miss. I've had people not like Divergent and absolutely love Solace. And I've had the vice versa, too. And I think like I said, Divergent's st- doing very well. It's especially interesting after the Divergent to to get that, that maltiness. Right, right. I agree yeah, there. it's like that's, that sweetness really balances out the tartness more. And I think your your casual drinker will be will find this more approachable because of the mm. malt flavor, the malt body. Yeah. Um, you know, a person who may not be... Uh, a, even a craft beer drinker can 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 appreciate this for sure. So. Yeah, yeah. If you don't like IPAs and you don't like sours, you'll probably like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's hence my shirt. The our saying is the sour is the new it's hobby. A fantastic nice. shirt, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you're yeah you're right. I mean, if you're if you're a beer drinker, you'll probably like like Solus a little bit more. If you're not as much of a beer drinker, you'll probably like Divergent more. So I've had more wine drinkers or cocktail drinkers. Yeah, that makes lean sense. towards Divergent because. Yeah. They don't want that weight of a beer. They want something different. But this is a little bit cheaper, really, than a $9, you know, whiskey sour at a bar. And you get, you know, full 12 ounces of it or a pint. And you can kind of still have that relaxing right. all night long. And you're not getting wrecked, you know. Um, Solus is going to kind of give you that palate cleanser. Both of them, I think, are a great palate cleanser. If you're out, maybe you're hanging out with some friends, you're trying club to club. You have your big IPA. You have your stout. You have you, you kind of get that weighed down feeling, you know, divergent solace is a good uh, mix in the middle just to kind of reset yourself. It's not the replacement for water. Make sure you're drinking water while you're drinking. Uh, but, but, I, I but, don't but, have any water but, here. But, right? but, but, it's, but it's a good way to kind of get that, you know, just get your palate reset and ready to go. Right. So that's why you just say, I, I always say, if you're taking a cooler full of beer, make sure you have a six pack of one of these in there just to kind of, especially if you're out in the day in the sun, just to kind of reset yourself so you're not getting that gummy mouth feeling. Excellent. And then you have another one that actually the gnome brought for us. Yes, which it's, I've been dying to try all week. I'm I'm trying I'm trying not to give an opinion on this one because I like it a lot. But <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to. This wanna, is, I, I this is called Oro Oro Agrio. Oro Agrio. Yeah, Oro Agrio. We, this is our collaboration that we did last year with um, Yazoo Embrace the Funk out of Nashville. Uh, we basically got their strains of Britannomyces. Got some. Uh, tequila barrels from southern mexico and uh the first batch got destroyed because i guess uh smuggling drugs and whiskey barrels is still a thing um so <laughs> so 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 instead that's of awesome. yeah so, so that's really cool yeah. though. so so instead of uh checking our barrels they just decided to destroy destroy them and send us the shards um so this is do i want to lead you guys up on this one no Let's just, not. Let's get your opinion. Let's just get the. Let's just get the yeah. opinion. Make sure we've got uh, one for the for uh, Nancy over there. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Oh, you can smell of tequila. Oh, so good. Here we go. Can you oh, reach it? I got it. All right. The the sound you hear is bottles opening and and. 
beer pouring means that we're really drinking here on Cincy Brewcast. Yeah, you don't like even to have to get your nose in this. Yeah, to get yeah that. It, I'm right here and it's and it's hitting me. So my wife oh, is not gosh. my wife is not a big sour drinker. Do we got everybody covered? One more. One more. Wow. That so, is intense. Yeah. So my wife is not that big of a sour drinker. I had to buy three bottles of this. So even I had to go and spend forty six bucks or whatever it was to get to to get the three balls I needed to to satisfy her her desire for it. <laughs> like I said, she's not big on sour. She got this and she's like, I need more of that. That's Wow. Oh wow. That's um it, it to me it's beyond description. What it's what? sour, it's beer, very, very it's tequila. It's to me, it says, uh, you know, you get that big, like, tequila nose. And so I think, oh, okay, this is going to remind me of, you of know. A tequila shot. Of a, of, of a tequila <laughs> shot. This is going to make me feel a little, like, grossed out. But it really doesn't taste as aggressively tequila as it smells. Mm-hmm. And, and, and <coughs> tequila, yes, but also the wood characteristics. Mm-hmm. Of the of the of the barrels in which they, the age the yeah. aging barrels before um, before we added the uh, uh, margarita flavors to the final finish, there was a lot of oak in it. It's very wood, very woody. Not in a bad way because you got I mean like you said you could smell the tequila right up. Um, it was very oaky. There was a lot of lot of tequila flavor that did still bleed out. So they apparently were pretty fresh barrels. We're getting um, a comparison to Mountain Dew on Periscope. <laughs> what Mountain Dew? Which. I'm not getting. What that. does that mean? No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But but what my what my wife liked about this one is there is a there's a heavy there's a good salt character. So there's almost a goza mix to it. Mm-hmm. You get salt with it. You get the you get the citrus from like the limes and things like that. You would normally have in a in a uh, in a margarita. You obviously get the tequila nose. You get the oakiness, and there's just there's a there's a lot of fun kind of going on with it. It's it's very cocktail like to me. Who it's, said who said Mountain Dew? Was, That's so that weird. Park Johnny. <laughs> oh Johnny, hi Johnny, how you doing? Um, I uh, again, I think it defies description. I mean, it's it's. I wouldn't want. To I bet I drink. will never have another beer like this. Although I'll you, never encounter another beer like this. As I will. I'm gonna go buy like another bottle. I don't. <laughs> I mean, from a different brewery. This is fantastic. I have uh, I have one sitting in my refrigerator. So I I was lucky enough to be there when they bottled it. So I grabbed one of the low fills off the line, um, brought it home. Was hesitant because again, I knew my wife didn't like uh, didn't like sours, and I kept telling her, "But you're gonna like this one." She's like, "I'm not sure." I'm like, "Well, I need to open it up, and I want to share this with somebody that's gonna appreciate." It. She's like, "Well, I'll, I'll drink it." She drank it immediately. I was like, "Make sure we get a case of this when you get." It. I'm like, "I'm not buying a case. <laughs> I'll make that kind of money with the place, but." But I did. I did agree to buy uh, buy at least three bottles with the with the option to go back and buy more. So I have two sitting in my basement for a later date, and I have one sitting in the refrigerator waiting for her to tell me. Basically, when it's cool enough, we throw a fire in the fireplace. We'll probably sit down and. And this and this is that. one that that also would be interesting with some time on it to see how some of those some of those margarita flavors kind of drop a little bit and mm-hmm. see some of that other stuff come out. It's it's pretty cool. I. I mean, would I would I be crazy to want to like pour this over ice and drink it like drink, drink it like so. that? I don't think I so. I mean, I think that I think it would be really, really. I was kind of think I was thinking the exact. I was thinking that I could with a little do, salt on I the rim do, and a yeah, little, you know what? You know? I, I would go straight up margarita style with it. Get some, put some crushed ice in a blender, throw it in the bottom of the cup. You know, 
pour this over top of it, really mix it in, get your frozen margarita. I'm not entertaining this idea. I was th- well, I was thinking <laughs> that I could really, I could do a cocktail with it. Like I could yeah. use it as a component of a cocktail, um, and it would just work beautifully. I think. I I I love it. I think it's amazing. I think it's just. Again, and I've been a real fan of the, I've, I've for years a uh, 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 sour uh, the, the sour cherry porter barrel aged mm. sour cherry porter the triumvirate I have absolutely loved and this is just another one that just kind of just mm. kicks you right in the head and says hey here's Rivertown again just making something that mm. you know is an absolute knockout so it's, it's kind of the fun thing that we have with our barrel aged process you know Jason's been doing it since 2003 so he has a lot of time and with a lot of a lot of trial and error and stuff with it and he's kind of He's honing it in pretty well, but being able to have fun with stuff like this. I mean, in the spring, we should probably see something coming through. We did a, I don't know if you guys remember when we did the Sour Festival. I think it was back in last March where we brought that coal ship down. Mm-hmm. So that was um, uh, Gobby Nectar, a Gobby Nectar coal ship. And that's mm-hmm. age. I forget what kind of barrels it's in. Sorry. Uh, but, you know, that's going to probably be around spring when we bring that one out. So these little fun things that, that are, you know, down the road, not too far right. down the road that are coming out. This was one of them. Um, when I got hired on, I heard about it and I got to taste it, you know, from the barrel and it was definitely one of those like, yeah, yeah, I'm not even a tequila <laughs> fan, you, but you, you got Periscope excited about the, uh, the agave nectar that was on the cool ships. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that one. I keep looking at that one. Every time I do, like whenever I do my version of the tour or when, basically when I have accounts in or something like that and I'm showing people around or if I have friends in, that's usually one. Cause that's always see that one. It's like this one, this one right here. <laughs> Start knocking on the barrel. This one right here is going to be curious. Uh, do we want to do this one, this this uh, other one we have, or do we right now, or do we want to take a break and? We might as well do it now while we're while we're in all right. Tasting um, uh, we have a um, another debut from our good friends at Urban Artifact, and uh, Gnome was uh, over there today, and Brett, I guess it was Brett that was kind mm-hmm. enough to uh, provide us with this. So this is another debut when does it drop for for them tomorrow or i believe tomorrow but i could be wrong on that so um and this is called kick slay um kick sled and is it christmasy you know i'm actually it is and um, you know it, it's it's kind it's kind of funny and i don't want to i don't want to certainly talk down our friends at urban artifact brett and josh have been great to have been have been great to us uh, and and uh, been been really kind to us, but they're kind of getting out soured tonight by the. <laughs> <laughs> they're supposed to be the sour and, and wild beer guys, and this one is more. We had a little bit of it before the show started, and and this one is a is a little bit more just wild. It's uh, wild yeast. Right. It's not. It's not any kind. Of, I don't think any kind of real soury tasting or anything like that. But I think it's really good, and 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 it's it's a definitely a, a big gear change from everything we've been drinking. Exactly, exactly. But it's a um, it is their 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 winter seasonal, so it's it's a. Um, I think it's awesome. It's a cream it's, stout with um, nutmeg and a whole bunch of vanilla. So it's, it's really well. You know what? No, what I like about it is it's not as spicy as right. the others. And, um, and you, you know what? Right after the the barrel aged tequila, I smell it, and it almost smells like a, a campfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got you know? like a like a like yeah, a smoky it's a like, of, yeah, yeah. like that's funny. Like, yeah. that, that's that very slight char. Very almost. slight char. Like an smell. earthy kind of. 
and, and you said no, they were going that they told, that uh, Brett told you they were going for a, like an eggnog type kind of, of thing. Yeah, kind of like an eggnog thing with the, uh, the 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 cream stout and bunch of nutmeg, and there was a debate on if it needed some cinnamon. And I'm I'm personally glad they didn't put cinnamon in it. But yeah, that's like I said, that something that's refreshing about it is that it's not as spicy as some of the other ones. And because for me, like I'm really hit and miss with like winter ales, Christmas ales, things like that, because. I think that the spiciness can be too overwhelming in certain ones, so um, this is definitely good for me because it's not quite as overwhelmingly spicy as right. some of the other ones. And, and it does have that creamy finish, kind of like eggnog, and a little buttery and a yes. little. Um, it's definitely got a creamy um, finish to van- it, like a vanilla you would get with a, with a cream flavor. So yeah, very nice. Uh, so tomorrow night at Urban Artifact, they're going to be I, dropping I, this bad. I boy. believe it's tomorrow night. I'll I'll have confirmation. I'll have something up on the blog tomorrow about oh, it. So I'll have right. a final date and everything for you. Excellent, and it's very very good. So and and again, like I said, not. If you, as we've talked about before, if you think they're just sour, they're not just sour stuff. They they do, but they do the wild yeast, and and it, and so they do a nice job. So yeah, no, this but, is pretty but, solid. This but is, but this is solid. but tonight is about Rivertown. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a, a quick break, and we're going to be right back, and we are going to grill uh, Gamel Nagy <laughs> on what's the been the biggest news in Cincinnati craft beer in a couple of weeks, <laughs> which is really amazing it was to a, say. It, it was a, but, it was a busy, pretty busy but, Friday for me, but, that's for but, sure. But it's, it, it, so uh, we'll be right back here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi everybody, Mike Cisneros here, and as a craft beer lover, you want the same thing I do. The finest in handmade lagers, ales, and stouts. But do you take the time to think about whether the same care and attention has been given to the treats you feed your dog? Well, I'm here to tell you about Brewhouse Dog Bones, made from the same wholesome malted barley that you'll find in the delicious beers from many of Cincy's finest craft breweries. Brewhouse Dog Bones are handmade in small batches, using just three additional natural ingredients, peanut butter, organic eggs, and brown rice flour. So you know your best friend is enjoying almost the same great craft experience that you do. And Brewhouse Dog Bones are not only good for your dog, they're good for our community because they offer real-world training and a work co-op experience for developmentally disabled young adults ages 18 to 22 through the New Richmond, Sycamore, Marymount, and Oak Hill school districts. Brewhouse Dog Bones are available in the distinctive brown paper sacks with the red dog bone at some of Cincy's finest craft tap rooms, including Mount Carmel Brewing Company, Listerman Triple Digit Brewing in Cincinnati, and Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg, and great pet stores like Newtown Feed and Supply and Earthwise Pet Supply in Montgomery. For more information about Brewhouse Dog Bones, to carry Brewhouse in your tap room or pet store, or to find out how your school district can participate in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, just contact Lisa Graham by visiting www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. One time, it uh, okay. Josh threw a, a, a blanket over his head, and he got really scared because he thought the world around him stopped. <laughs> we had to reassure him. Even though he couldn't see it, it was still here. <laughs> so he, t- he took that blanket off, and what do you know? That was uh, Brett Coleman Baker from Urban Artifact cutting up uh, and uh, capping on his uh, buddy Josh Elliott uh, when they were here about a month ago now. Uh, but today we are joined by uh, Gamel Nagy from... Uh, Rivertown Brewing. Give me that title again, because it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a bit of a mouthful. It's uh, Director of Relationships and Ideation. 
Was it your ideation to move uh, to? <laughs> Look at this. Yes, it was row. mine. Yeah, no, it was it was mine all, all together, man. As soon as as soon as I got hired, I said I will not come on unless we're moving. Um, uh, no, this is this is a natural progression of things. I mean, we're in a unique position. We've been around. I think we're one of the older guys in town. I think uh, I think uh, Listerman has us by a few months, and then uh, uh, Mount, Carmel. Mount Carmel has us by a couple of years. But uh, you know, after that, I mean, you're talking. I mean, we were there in 2009, so we had three years before tap rooms were a thing, and nobody was really doing brews. So we were trying to do a little bit of everything. Um, in that time, we kind of set a good footprint. Uh, by the time tap rooms came around, we were already in about five states. Uh, I think Michigan was one of the states we actually ended up pulling out just because of their, their their culture when it comes to drinking beer. Um, it's a great one. They support local to the point where anybody coming in that's not local doesn't get supported. Um, and that's not anything to do with the quality of their beer. It's just them holding on to, you know, the last opportunities for their neighbors to have jobs, I guess. I don't know. But they make great beer. We all know that. Um, so this is just a natural progression. We, you know, as you, everybody knows, we kind of added on. We, we got the spot beside us. Uh, we pushed out, got a little bit more space. We moved our, all of our souring process into the new, the new extension. We extended the tap room, added more video games. We made it more of an approachable thing. Um, we're, we were looking at uh, basically buying the building and doing the ground up. And we started looking at it going, okay, with all the costs, because it wasn't plumbed for brewing. It was plumbed for business. And when you're looking at all these different things that were kind of coming into it, it's like, wait a minute, before we put this money here, doesn't make sense. Again, going back to CENTS. Um, looked at a bunch of the, the neighboring counties as well as our own. Because um, let, let me stop you because because you guys are, I mean, for want of a better term, you guys are tucked in back there where you are yeah, there in Lockwood. That's I mean, a nice that's, way to put it. it <laughs> I mean, know, the reality is, I mean, again, and this is why I kind of you know started off with we were in 2009. There wasn't tap rooms. People didn't have to come see us. We just had to get a truck back there. Right. It wasn't about getting bodies back there to hang out and drink our right. beer because that wasn't all, you couldn't do it. So it was didn't matter where we were located. When 2012 hit and the bruise and the loss changed, then it mattered. Being an over, you know being in all the hot spaces, easy to get to, where people were hanging out anyhow, was almost more important than anything else. Right, right. You know because you were kind of using that as as, as your as your catalyst to help. Basically, get your feet on the te- uh, uh, on the ground, feet on the street from the people who enjoyed your beer. We had to kind of do the old grassroots, you know, visiting the bars. Jason pounded the pavement a lot, got us in a lot of places, got us in a lot of reaches and things like that. Um, so yeah, Lachlan, it was about the water and it was about the rent. They had good water and they had cheap rent, and that's not a bad thing. And we're not leaving there. I mean, I think there was some miscommunication, that's, and that's I think yeah, the biggest point. That yeah, needs to be going my across. phone, my phone blew up so much on Friday. I think you had an email within like 10 minutes of me, of me finding out that it actually went live. Um, and it was just like, oh, okay. This, my, apparently my day is not going to go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that was on my calendar went right out the window. Um, but yeah, we're, we, with all intent, we, we don't plan on leaving. I mean, the, the idea was always to kind of expand the production facility. We have a really good, uh, a good following in Dayton um, and in some of the Northern counties, this kind of like, splits the difference and it allows us to kind of reach our fans up there. And when I do a lot of events up there, they really dig our sours. Not that they don't down in Cincinnati, but you know, I go in there and you know, people are just clawing at it. They, I I can't send them enough and I don't make enough to send them. The the way I keep looking at it is, you know, keeping in mind that Lachlan is not going anywhere. It's still going to be there. Right. 
it only makes sense as 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 a as a beer community to to start to bridge that gap between Dayton and start to push this mm-hmm. this a little further and get to some areas that don't necessarily have a brewery where there is a massive you know big you know group of people who want craft beer. It yeah. it, it, it makes perfect sense to me, but I. As I put in the text when Noam and I were going back and forth on Friday and talking about it and, and, you know, realizing how fortunate we are, we were to have booked you and to be able to sit here and talk about it, you know, (laughs) we're just that good. uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know who you were talking about. There's there's a lot of thirsty people up there. Yeah. I mean, and there's, and it is, it is absolutely on fire up there right Mm -hmm. now. They've just opened a huge sort of mega, you know, Liberty, uh, what was it? Liberty? Yeah. Liberty Liberty way, Liberty Commons, Liberty center or whatever it is. They've opened that up. They've got the, the, uh, uh, the, the outlet mall and the, and sort of all sorts of the casinos right up there and all that stuff. So you guys are going to be going right into a spot where it's almost a real entertainment and shopping sort of, you know, sort of, explosion going yeah. on up there in that part of town yeah the 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 company in general has been doing very well and to have to have options to be able to look at all the different areas and really pick and choose and say what's going to benefit us i mean monroe just barely missed out truly on on uh miami valley gaming and it was because of sunday sales at that at the time when they were putting it up in there so it went on the other side of the highway so for us to kind of get in there obviously you had full town support you know right. um we're gonna get highway signs when we go up there so you will actually have Rivertown this exit just like when you're driving through Asheville and you see you know uh was it Oscar Blues and and I think it's Stone that's out there right right um, Sierra Nevada Sierra Nevada yeah when you're driving on the highway you see signs oh get off on this exit if you want to go check out the brewery taproom hours so you know they're 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 lending that stuff so we're going to get a little better exposure are we going to be within eyesight of the highway Nah, but we're going to have eyes on the highway we're gonna have things kind of help direct us which we don't have right now now with that being said our our taproom business uh since we brought chris gooden in and he's kind of helped us you know kind of really gear it more towards the 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 social ex- uh, experience within there um has has been doing great it's month over month has been increasing people are kind of realizing us we've been really reaching out to the communities around us um wyoming lachlan and all that and they're kind of realizing that there's something special there we don't want to lose that at all uh, so we we fully intend to stay there. The beauty of what we're going to do, since we pretty much own this own this facility, and not own the facility, but we own all the product in, or the, the the machines and everything into it, the kettles and everything, we'll have a thirty barrel experimental house. So we do a thing called liquid ingenuity. The problem with liquid ingenuity, there's no problem. The problem with liquid ingenuity is fitting it into production. Roebling is gangbusters this year. We actually ran out of product in the middle of summer. It's not typical to do that. We looked at it and especially go, on that that style yeah, of beer. Yeah, you know, you look at a porter. We're looking at inventories at all of our at all of our distribution, and we're going, yeah, we're we're pretty much covered for summertime. It's going to start fading off. You know, natural dark beers. People aren't drinking that. You're going to go for lighter, crispy IPAs, things like that. And I think two weeks after making that decision and going into pumpkin mode, we're like, uh oh. Uh, <laughs> we gotta we gotta we gotta find a vessel we can start brewing some rolling and get it into. You know, things like that. So now with with the place up in Monroe when we get that going. And let's, let's be honest, we're looking probably beginning of 2017 when we're really going to roll everything out. Things take time. Um, when we're up there, we'll be able to focus on our core product, Little Sippa, uh, Roebling, uh, Solus, Divergent, anything else we add to the line. Jenica. Jenica has been doing really great since we've taken it from a seasonal to a, uh, to a year-round beer. Yeah. But we can keep brewing that, and then all of a sudden we go, hey, we want to play with some Brett. 
well, okay, we have a we have a facility we can do that in, and not sacrifice the distributors' everyday sales. You know, grocery stores aren't missing package, and or, or bars aren't missing their you know their everyday seller type thing. So with with a Lachlan facility, I mean, you're going to have some exclusives that I'm sure we'll ship some up to Monroe for the tap room up there, but you're going to have some really good exclusives down there because now we can just dedicate that on small batch. Um, you know, there's nothing to say we can't revisit a discontinued product, you know, because mm-hmm. we it's, don't have to worry about it getting in the way of everyday production. It's mm-hmm. current day Rivertown being able to devote themselves to just fun stuff, yeah. which I, I think people are just completely looking past that yeah. point. Like it's, and, and running it and, and running it up the flagpole and see who salutes. And, and mm-hmm. that's how you end up with a product. You know, there's so many, there's so many breweries that you hear about. Well, we never thought of this as a, as a production beer. You know, we thought mm-hmm. of it as a one-off or we thought of it as a seasonal or we thought of it as a specialty. Roebling and, was a birthday celebration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, and the next thing you know, you know, people are people are clamoring for it. People want it. People demand it, and, and you've got to be able to turn that around into production. So, yeah. and and so that sounds like exactly what you guys are going to do uh, from the ground up, building in Monroe, yep. or uh, yeah, amazing. It's literally so, yeah. a cornfield right yeah. now. Yeah. I drove there's, past there's it yesterday. Nothing there. There's nothing there. I guess the guy owned it for a while, and he's been looking for something to do with it, and he's kind of getting up there, and he's like, yeah, I want to get this going, and uh, it's kind of fortuitous that that him and Jason got together and. You know, they both are looking to do something big. The property's there. and So can we talk about some of the specifics of what it's going to look like? What kind of... I would, but since I've come on with the company and got privy to the information, I think the plans have changed three times. <laughs> um, well, and, and it's you like... know, the, the gist of it is, you know, we're, we... And, and this is no secret. I mean, we, we've ordered a 50-barrel brew house. Um, I think it's a four-vessel system. Right. Um, it's going to allow us to kind of in, increase our potential capacity to about 130 to 150,000 barrels a year. So we're next week. And you're currently doing now what? 15. 15. So yeah. that's a 100, 1,000% increase or something yeah. of that nature? So we're at 15 this year. We anticipate being closer to 20,000 next year. Um, probably by the end of 2017, we'll probably be, you know, getting closer to that 100,000 mark. It all depends on what happens all, you know, throughout the year and with production, getting used to the new, the bigger system. Um, maybe and, getting up around and what happens in Cincinnati. It's, you know, it, I don't think anybody has predicted the growth that has kind of you know, started to explode here. Yeah. And, and there's, and there's a, there's a benefit that we have in that regard too. I mean, the fact that we are like, I'm going to Boston next week, I'm spending a week opening up Massachusetts. So that's our six, excuse me, our sixth state. So now we can kind of entertain some of these other states that have been asking about us by having that potential to say, okay, if we need to bump up and produce another 10,000 to kind of bring in these three states, we had the capacity to do it. So that's kind of what it's allowing. It's allowing us to grow while we're there. Um, as far as the brew house is, I know it's going to be interactive. Um, I think they're still working on the finer details as far as what the restaurant part of it's going to be. Um, it may be something we own. It might be something we run out, you know, un- not unlike what I think what Matry does with, uh, with catch a fire, catch a fire. Thank you. Um, but it might be something we have all together. I mean, it's, 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 well, and, and it's early stage enough that we know there's going to be there's no we know there's going to be a consistent food source there. We just don't know uh, the, the finer details of it yet. A lot of that comes back down to, you know, a cost and everything else. I mean, we to... we've all heard that that was kind of Jason's plan from the beginning was this yeah. this this beautiful brew pub where you mm-hmm. could get food and beer and it at the time the way the the. The, the brewery the it just it, it just didn't work and so it's it's exciting to finally see that coming together mm-hmm. and seeing this and, vision finally and, and, and when it comes right down to it there 
there are just a handful of the Cincinnati craft breweries right now that do have the restaurant aspect as an important part of their mm-hmm. uh, impo- important part of their experience. You know, mm-hmm. there's 50 West, there's Taft's, which came online with a, with a food component, mm-hmm. and then and then some of the rest of it. Not to be uh, not to be uh, well, rock uh, bottom. I mean, like, we, we can call uh, them Cincinnati yeah, Brewery because yeah, they brew there. Sure, yeah. sure, and 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 not to be um, I, the, the word <clears throat> escapes me. Not to be a jerk about it, but you know, some of these other some of these other breweries reason that they kind of tack on you know mm-hmm. that mad tree tacked on to catch a fire and there's then there's a lot of them doing the food trucks and so forth and so on so but it's, so it's, it's good it's good to have it's also different when you're you're building a brewery in monroe where it's going to be a destination i'm i'm, I'm going that's to go the, there for the night I'm right not, yeah I'm not and jumping from there to mad tree you know yeah. i'm not you know like it just that's important too i think that some of the other breweries can get away with not having food because there's a brewery down the street that has food probably people are going to hop over there too at some point well yeah and and let's face i mean even with us currently in our current location i mean we we encourage bringing in food we have you know cleo's there on on fridays and saturdays usually on sundays as well um so we encourage you know feel free to bring in food you know wherever you want you know whatever the experience is but yeah to have it to where once we're in monroe i mean you figure you're down the road, you're probably going to go there for shopping. If you're done shopping, if you can run down the road and, hey, you know what? That's right. Rivertown's on the road. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're missing the point. You drop the wife off. <laughs> well, there's, there's a bigger point. <laughs> or she drops you off and then just honey, see, take, I used to take your time. I don't know. I don't know. My her. wife would get awful mad if I dropped her off and went to a brewery by myself. I just got to say that. I actually think mine would too, to be honest. Uh, See, um, for, see, for me, if I get to be by my way, if I can kind of coax her through and keep the credit card bill low and then get us down there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and speaking of food, kind of somewhat off the subject of Monroe, but still, you guys have started the uh, brunch on Sundays yes. uh, several months ago or mm-hmm. uh, back in the summer, I guess, or spring. And it's been quite a success, quite successful for you guys. Yeah, it? It, it got to play to our strengths a little bit. Um, you know, we were never known as the place that you came and watch TV and you kind of, you know, you kind of came there for the beer and then you kind of went out and hung out for the night. Uh, the brunch was a good success because it brought people out um, when they weren't expecting it. You know, parents, you know, with the video games, you can bring your kids in. They can play video games. Um, we have various food trucks or food sources for the brunch part of the menu. And then usually from one to five, now that the football season's in. Uh, I think it's been mostly Clio, but, you know, we, we rotate on who's going to be serving food. So we have like more football-ready food. The other thing I like, and I was kind of touch, touch on this when you mentioned about the uh, the margarita mix and the uh, – and the uh, uh, with the Oro Grio. So we, we've always played with our beers. We're, we're not shy to sit there and, and take and, and mix Roebling with something or pumpkin with something or, you know, play around and see what kind of little, you know, off the tap uh, ideas we can get. Well, with, uh, with the Sunday brunches, we actually have a, a brew menu. So you can come in and you can get a divergent Collins or a Sola Sangria or uh, with pumpkin was out. We were doing pumpkin Roebling mix with the whipped cream and some nutmeg on top of it. So, I mean, there's there's different things we play with. We have Death out now. It's back out. So we do a Death Bloody Mary. It's a homemade Bloody Mary mix. Oh, and then we awesome. add death. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, then we have like the full uh, Bloody Mary bar. So it, it, it it's a way to openly allow people to come in and realize that our beer can be more than just beer if you want it to be. You know, you don't have to be like, oh, it's, I'm a purist. It has to be just this. It's like, no. If you like that, try this. And, you know, and <laughs> right, it kind right. of encourages yeah. people like, hey, trust your palate. You know, you can do some really fun things with it. And if you want to take, um, you know, blueberry and, 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 and mix it 50-50 with the Roebling, try it. You'll be surprised it's, on how good it is. Or, you know, And you were saying in the break that Roebling with ice cream is pretty solid. Roebling oh my flows. <laughs> my, my wife and I have been doing that since, uh, since early 2013. Somebody had... 
brought us on to it. And we, uh, uh, one of the customers used to come in there with us when we were still customers. And uh, he brought in some Agalamisi's uh, vanilla ice cream. And we all popped a little spoonful in the bottom of the glass, filled it up with some Roebling Nitro. And it was just like, I don't know what existed before. Where, 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 where has this been my entire <laughs> life? <huh>? Exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, it, you know, we, we encourage that. We, we, we like watching people experiment and, you know, trust their palate to do something good. It not, it's not always going to be a hit, but more times than not, I mean, if you trust what you like to taste, you're going you're gonna to come up with a good mixture. And then we have fun with it. And then the uh, tap room expansion, you, you did touch on that briefly, but how's that going? It's, it, 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 Noam actually did a Periscope uh, one night a few weeks ago <laughs> from, the, from the tap room there at Rivertown and, and, and really cool and you've added to get you've added the uh, a bunch of the the vintage video games mm-hmm. and so and we forth. had we had more come uh, in yeah and and uh let me ask you is that a response there's the place downtown um 16 bit yeah is that kind of a response to that or no it's uh you know we're we're, we're, we're i think they did it first honestly well 16 bit was is a chain in, they, they were they were up in, in columbus yeah yeah but we, as far we, as here in town i think yeah in town i think jason kind of got a deal on a couple of video games and brought him in. So I think it was like a, it was a, a, a gunfighter game and then a multiplayer game and then a couple of pinball machines. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was more just like, why not? You know, it's a yeah. good deal and it's something to kind of pass some time yeah. and if it just kind of entertains you. And then it kind of became our thing, I guess you can say. Uh-huh, you sure. know, and, and, and I say that delicately because obviously we know 16-bit. I think there's one on the north side that's doing something. But for us, it was just more like, yeah, we don't charge for it. And, you know, I'm not a parent, but, you know, a lot of the people that work there are parents and, like when you know Jason and Lindsay come in and they got they got their kids with them, they can play video games and be entertained and you know do their do their social networking type thing that they need to do with the people that are there and, and interact and stuff like that. Sure. But you're not worried about where the kids are. But well, there's some right. classics in there. There's Miss Pac-Man yeah. and and Harlem Globetrotters you know, uh, Harlem Globetrotters pinball, which uh, I'm a big fan of. And yeah, and, and, and we got Golden Tea now. Golden Tea. Okay. We we brought a foosball table in. We brought uh, one of those nylon tip dartboards we got uh we got the giant jenga that type of stuff we have a few more games came in but yeah so what we noticed especially on brunches especially like around like you know uh, uh father's day and stuff like that when when people come in you you got to see for lack of a better word dad get to enjoy a beer in a very safe environment for the kids to entertain themselves you know when you're in that room you can kind of look through you see that they're playing a video game you can go play video games with them there's no you know there's no deny but there was that that little a little bit of like you know, it's not. Time. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not just. A, it's not just a brewery. It's not like the the no no place for the kids. I mean, I, you know. I'm a huge fan of of Cincinnati brewing history, which we're gonna have a show in a couple few weeks about that too. But you know, you hear about at one time, you know, Cincinnati with all these beer gardens where families would go on Sunday, and there was music, and there was you know, it was, it was a family event, and you know. I'm not going to call anybody out, but I've definitely got friends who think, oh, brewery, you know, we can't take our kids there. And I'm like, no, you, you really don't understand what's happening yeah. in these breweries. It's not it's not like a bar like you would think yeah. of it. It's, it's not a, like the bars my dad used to take me to <laughs> when I was a kid. Me either. <laughs> I, 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 honestly I went into a couple of rough places when I was a kid, you know, and don't touch anything. Yeah. And don't flush the toilet. And yeah. Dad, can know. I have quarters for the machine? <laughs> no. No. Don't touch it. It's dirty. I'm gonna get a quick beer and then we're gonna leave. Yeah, it's it's and and I think I think most I I can't think of any brewery in town that is not family friendly, um, to a degree. Uh, You know, it's right. I I think we used to always hold the rule: don't have them at the bar. Well, when you have that rule, and you remember the the footprint that we had before we expanded, the video games at least is that thing that okay, just they can go play the video games. They don't have to be sitting at the bar directly. You know that kind of stuff. 
Um, but again, you know, like on a Sunday after church, you know, you're kind of on your way home or whatever, and you can kind of swing in and have a beer, maybe catch the game, and you can bring the kids with you. It's not that like, oh, when am I going to fit this in? I'm right. not saying that's, uh, you know, I'm not trying to encourage what might be considered bad parenting. Well, I'm, not, I, I'm not sure who's watching this. What is, uh, <laughs> you know, but what 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 is there to keep? Do you want some? No. Okay. But, um, but, you know, family time is a different thing. Family time is a different thing today, and family time is probably as important as ever. And, I, I think even more and so. And if, if we can do something that dad mm-hmm. likes together, and then we can do something that mom likes together, and then we can do something the kids, you know. Well, I think if you have your I family mean, there, you'll be a little bit more responsible, too. Right. I mean, yeah. if you're, if you're right. sitting there, I mean, let's face it. I mean, if, if you're mom or dad, because we've seen both come in, individually with their kids you're probably not going to sit there and drink the entire selection right you know you're going to have that one to get your fix maybe that one other one but then you're going to be cognizant of like okay you know so you just kind of wanted to get that little edge off or you just wanted to you know you had a hankering for you know insert beer flavor here or or beer style here and you know the kids aren't bored going oh here you know they can actually you know hey the video games and they're like well why why we gotta leave so soon you know okay i'm on i'm on level 15 over donkey kong it's like (laughs) okay well fine i'm gonna have another beer you know so it's it's something to kind of engage in you're right i mean family time is different for different people i mean and it's just it's just a way to kind of not not exclude them out of your life if there's something you're enjoying very cool listen well and we had a question today we'll get to that in just a minute uh, that's uh, right goes right on the heels of what we've been talking about. Uh, we're we're with uh, Gamel Neji from uh, Rivertown Brewing, and you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hey, it's Mike, and I just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow Cincy Brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Vine at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, don't forget to download your choice of podcast app and follow us on your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, we are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android. Follow us at Cincy Brewcast and be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. Plus, be on the lookout for show video and the new Cincy Brewcast YouTube channel. You can also leave us a Google Voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send an email to cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the contact us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with Cincy Brewcast. This is Brett Coleman-Baker with Urban Artifact Brewing in Northside, Cincinnati. Hi, this is Evan Rouse from Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette from Blank Slate Brewing in Cincinnati. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. I think you should put the pumpkin in the window in August next year. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we do have... If I could find them, I probably would. But we do have a southern exposure on the front, and they get really hot up there. <laughs> they start cooking themselves, so we, we we have to move them back and forth. Our visit, a couple of liners uh, from our v- visit last week uh, with uh, Chef Tony from Cincy Brewbrots and Jeff Graff over at Paradise Brewing. Uh, welcome back to Cincy Brewcast. Let me let me just jump on the back end of uh, we played our uh, social media promo there and. 
once again, I've got to uh, go through and, uh, and, and, and work on it some more because uh, we just joined the Google Play Music Podcast Network. Uh, all of our shows are on there. Uh, and from what I understand, uh, Google Play is coming out with an, with an app for Android, an, an, a, a, a podcast app for Android, very similar to the one for uh, iTunes and for Apple devices. So it's coming soon to Google Play Music. We're very proud to uh, be a part of it. And uh, I mean, the minute we saw that uh, online come up, uh, we, we, we jumped right on that and got involved. So um, we're very pleased to be joining Google Play Music and much more coming up uh, in the very near future that uh, we'll talk about uh, in upcoming shows right now. No, it's all right. It's a logical question. No! That's out of the question! Pretty random question. That's a good question, Harry. Gentlemen, question mark. Gentlemen, question mark. <laughs> okay, may I ask you a question, Doctor? And, and I don't mean to be insensitive. Can I raise a practical question at this point? Yeah. No question. There has been a breakdown in military discipline aboard this vessel. I blame the fish people. That's a good question. I guess I, was, I wasn't really prepared for a follow-up question. Asked and answered. <laughs> We had a very wonderful question that uh, comes to us uh, from Twitter, uh, from at Dare Spice uh, today, and that was Gnome. Uh, I think he asked what everybody's, I think it was top five kid-friendly breweries and um, dog-friendly breweries, which I think is a fantastic question. So that is our question of the week. Thank you, at Dare Spice on uh, Twitter. Um Obviously, Rivertown comes in for for a very very uh, kid friendly atmosphere, and uh, and we just talked about it, and mm-hmm. and and uh, so what what about let's go around the table. There's five of us I, around the table, so I came up with my top five. On okay, each. all right. Um, for dog friendly breweries, um, and these are in no particular order. This is just my top five. So I don't pick favorites. Everybody knows that. Um, I got Listerman. Braxton, Mad Tree, Old Firehouse, and Urban Artifact as my favorite dog-friendly breweries. For kids, uh, Old Firehouse, <laughs> Dogberry, Rivertown, of course, um, Braxton, and Rheingeist are my top five kid-friendly. Rheingeist, because there's a lot of ki- a lot of room for kids to just, just run just around. Go. <laughs> Put one parent by the exit door and send yeah. them off. Uh, <laughs> they, have, they have an amazing facility. I, I, I've never... Uh, I don't see a, a boatload of kids up at Mount Carmel. Uh, not to say that I have never seen kids there. Um, uh, there's really not a lot for them to do there. Right. But uh, they've got that beautiful outdoor patio, that large outdoor patio, and the dogs are welcome inside as well. We've taken our little guy, uh, Bocce, up there many, many times and see lots of other people with big dogs, big and small. So they're definitely on the uh, on the list for pet-friendly uh tap rooms uh, again i've seen lots of dogs in river or in uh well in river town too but i've seen lots of dogs in listerman um paradise. there's there's paradise, there's yeah. now a paradise. rule implemented at listerman that all dogs must be on a leash because i don't know maybe angie and i were there one day and chester and homer <laughs> wanted to go visit jason brewer and patrick gilbert um uh, back in the office and also into the shop and behind the bar and so uh so yeah, so, there's a, there's a rule implemented now at Listerman that the dogs all dogs have to be on a leash. But they are still allowed. 
Yes. Yes. Just leashed so right. they don't right. run into <laughs> the store. Right. Uh, trying to think of other places I've seen lots of, of course, Mad Tree's Mad crazy, Tree is, is for, crazy with dogs. For both kids and dogs. And kids. When we went to, um, our, we went to their grand opening and. I never wanted to come back. It seemed like there were thousands of kids. Yeah. It seemed like there were baby like tw- if I saw one, I saw twenty babies in little pumpkin seats <laughs> and with I, people carrying their kids around mm-hmm. with them. I'm not it a child person. I don't really dig kids all that much. And uh, so when I first went to Madry, I was like, I Mrs. Cisneros hates children. I was like, I am not. Gonna- <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm going to come back here because there are so many children. Um, but, I mean, obviously it's going to come with the territory of something like that. So, um, so Madry, yeah, definitely children-friendly. And, I mean, Homer's been there more times than he can count. He's, um, he's locked himself in the car at Madry before in the dead of winter. How can he count? 69. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, we we did a show at Bad Tom Smith. They were definitely uh, friendly to the uh, to the pooches as well. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to leave them out. Um, so yeah, it's hard to find. I think it's hard to find a place where you really where they really don't welcome. There's there, there's a there's, children, there's, there's a children, few that are not dog friendly. Aren't yeah, dogs allowed on the patio at Fifty West? Yes, the patio. Mm-hmm. You, you can't take. I can't. Them inside, I can't. Obviously. I can't. Yeah, I can't see bringing the dog into Eight Ball. Or yeah, you, can't do um, it. you can do it on the patio again. Most if they have a patio, it's dog mm-hmm. friendly, except for Ryan guys because you can't take them to the roof. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I haven't. Maybe, I don't go to Ryan guys a whole lot, but I feel like that's an interesting choice for children because I feel like I haven't seen a whole lot of children there before. But I have. Yeah, there's, there's, and there's, and there's it's usually, a lot of it's usually like stuff. on like a Saturday or Sunday. If I've ever been down there, I'll see them because you got the ping pong table, the yeah. cornhole, and things like that going. So it's. Like you said, I mean, you have all this territory, and you literally just drop them off at the door and take off for the bar, and they just take off for the walls. I yeah, mean, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right. Any, 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 anything else? Are there anything any other, we left out? Are, are the end of the are the end of earth? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of one. <laughs> are there any other questions? I think that's all that I saw. We did um, get a question on Periscope earlier when we were talking about the expansion. They wanted to know if there was going to be a cool ship at the new Rivertown facility. My conversation with Jason, we were supposed to get one at the current facility. Um, I think we ran out of space. So it's it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely uh, when you're building from the ground up, everything comes onto the table. Uh, We're going to expand our barreling. Um, obviously the brew house is getting bigger. We have more room for the bottling. We can actually expand into more automated processes in the bottling line. Um, it's going to be more tour friendly. It's going to flow. We're going to have a gift shop. So we're going to have all these, you know, great things you see when you go to, you know, some of the bigger, more known breweries and stuff like that. Are so there, I can imagine that at some point, uh, yeah. I mean, he was, it, it, he it, seemed it, like he was pretty house. giddy about having it. So I, I can't imagine that it's not in. The yeah. I mean, the, I, I think the point of the one, the one we had borrowed in the spring was because we were looking at one to have built any house. Right. Goes, oh, I could bring your mind down. It's like, all right, bring it down. Right. <laughs> you know, the, so. the possibilities are pretty endless with yeah, what I, could happen. And you know, we, the, could, we could expand our photos. We can expand. Right. I mean, obviously we're going to expand our, our barrel storage. Um, so there's there's a lot of things we can expand with. We can actually kind of go into almost a full brewing process for the sour, separate, you know, from the right. from the beer process, even more so. Again, the sky's the limit when you get when you have a blank canvas. I mean, is there 
a place somewhere around the country that some people out there might be familiar with that uh, you you patterned it patterned it on a pattern that's going to pattern the new facility on or I mean can we say it's going to be like a blank or similar to blank or or I, I, or is I, there a feel you guys might be looking for? Yeah, the, the, I mean the feel is obviously going to be interactive. So I mean you're going to have a more more engaging uh, Feral House tap room. Um, as opposed to just like a kind of a wall of, of swag, you'll probably have an actual store to kind of go into. Um, you know, that essentially I think we're going to end probably most tours in the store, just like you would with any other thing. Just like at Disney. Yeah, so you walk in through, <laughs> you walk through the barrel, you walk through the brewing process, you walk through all the vessels, you get to see the barrel house, you come out and, hey, if you want to buy some swag, here's T-shirts and the things like that. So uh, there's there's definitely an idea in mind. There's definitely a floor print. Like I said, I've, I know I've seen it three change at least three times since I got included with those conversations. Um, it's kind of hard to say what it's going to look like because everything I've seen was in two-dimensional drawings. Um, so I didn't see any, any height. I didn't see any, uh, you know, layout were square it was like it was going to be this way and then it was like you know what for simplicity of build it might go to this way and then it might go to this way so i mean there's and all that stuff changes anyway you know as soon as you start putting shovels in the ground you know exactly now you know the the thing is it's official now we know where we're going to go um and this process like hey here's the idea we want to have and this was based on the generalities of we may end up in claremont county we may end up in monroe we may end up in montgomery wherever you know we may end up in hamilton i mean there were some couple spots in hamilton so i mean there was like is it, all is these... it fair to say that all of those places were looked at as possible mm-hmm. spots okay yeah. i mean yeah, no we, we we didn't we didn't look at any one location and say that's the only place we're talking to i mean it, it's it's a serious move i mean the first time we did it again it, there was no tap room so you had to look at okay i need good water and i need cheap rent lockland um now we're in a different different phase of our lives as far as as far as the brewery goes and as far as the brewing scene goes and as far as the laws and everything else so now it's like okay we need footprint we're obviously growing so we need to be able to make sure we're in a place that we can expand if we need to um you know i think jason kind of put it eloquently in his second interview on friday was uh you know this is our forever brewery you know at the end of the day this is going to be the one this is this is going to be the one that once we move into it we'll we'll start this but had the option to do that or you know uh, that's a visual sorry right, <laughs> so, right. You, so, right. so you start with your initial footprint to get the, right. to get the brewery sure. open Absolutely. but then maybe this wall busts out and you can add an extension and that becomes the wing that we move all the souring into and then we expand in the brewery process i mean there's so that's the video kind of where we are but when we look at this i mean he can actually look at it a little, little more long term he's not he's not a you know a young home brewer taking a shot at making beer professionally at this point we're a professional brewery it's, it's less, looking at the next it's level it's less making things work as it is setting things up to work you know it's yeah. it's it's you know the forever brewery it's 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 a bold step i mean it's a bold step to kind of finally admit you know with 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 the fun of saying oh we're a local brewery we'll drink local all that stuff and we still are and we we you know without question we love cincinnati there's no i mean there's no there, there should be no mistake in that um but we're to a point now where we're regional i mean we we know we're regional and it took a long time I think for for even Jason and, and a lot of people that work there that much longer than I have to kind of admit that that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing right. to be regional. I mean, at some point, you know, Sam Adams had to kind of go, ah, we're we're not a local yokel, right? I mean, we, right. We, we're we're doing something great and we need to run with this. I mean, uh, same with same with Budweiser and everybody else. I mean, at some point you had to go. I'm I'm not just brewing for the backyard. Um, 
you know, obviously we want to do some special things, keeping Lachlan doing craft beers or doing uh, small batch beers and having it in the tap room is, you know, kind of like that gift back to the local scene. Like, hey, you know, you can only get this here. So if somebody wants to try this beer you heard about or it gets on untapped and you're, you know, you're in Oregon, you're going, how come I didn't get it? Well, get on a plane, you know, come right. to Cincinnati. There's right. a lot to offer here. Right. And while you're here, make sure you stop by. Or when you come here to check us out, make sure you stop by our friends. I mean, they're doing some good stuff, too. You know, it's no different than flying out to Colorado because you want to try, you know, uh, left-hand milk stout or something like that, you know, uh, or, or Breckenridge, you know, from the actual brewery that they're doing it in. Um, you know, while you're there, you're going to hit the, hit a couple other people that are there in town. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's, we want to bring people here. And if we can do something like that that stays local and bring some stuff back, that's cool. You'll be just another spot on, on the Cincinnati craft beer tour. I mean, it'll, it'll be, it'll be a set, you know, it'll be, it'll well, be the, the second stop. It, ex- well, it extends it to there. the north. Like I that's, would say that that's we're, a good then point we're also too. The, yeah. Then we're also the Dayton craft beer tour. So, I mean, right. you got, you know, Warboy and Carillon, Toxic, Dayton Brew Company. You have a lot of good things, a lot of cool things kind of awesome going on up there. Going on yeah. Dayton. So you have some cool but, stuff there. So now we're like that kind of bridge. So you can, you know, 15 miles south, you can still hit us. Right. Where now it's like if you're doing a Dayton beer bus, eh, right, right, you know, 45 right. minutes sitting in a van and not right. really trying anybody else's beer except for what you brought. Especially after you've drank maybe but a half even, a dozen beers already. Even within Cincinnati, <laughs> looking at that north mad. side, you know, like you've got the, the dogberries and, and the places like that that are kind of a little further away from everything else. And it's hard to, to set up a tour around that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... By the time you guys are opening your doors, who knows what else is going to be open in that part of town? You've got municipal that's thinking about opening in, in Hamilton, you know, places like that. It's mm-hmm. it's just opening another region of Cincinnati for you know beer fans to be able to drink what they want to drink. So it's it's, it's, it's reaching more it's reaching more people in a fun way. People like our beers. I mean, I've, I've done enough events up in Dayton, and you know, um, people are excited excited about the fact that we're still there you know they they remember us when we first launched into there we we had taken on taken on some new distribution up in dayton um dayton and uh the counties just above us uh was it uh uh drawn a blank or hamilton, not hamilton. butler yeah but thank butler you County. uh butler montgomery mason and preble right um so butler and mason you know we, we've taken on we're, we're with ohio valley now and uh preble and, Mon- and montgomery were with uh with Heidelberg Dayton and when we kind of got back in those guys had a great push with getting us back in there and there's people who are like oh man we love your sours we love this and people were like you know we can see you again and so now they kind of like split that difference and be there and then now they can kind of come down because now you're like oh we're only about 25 miles south. yeah sure and that doesn't sound like a lot no. I mean for a lot of people I mean I, I used to drive 20 miles one way to work right, so right. to go down to a, 20, a brewery right. 20 miles away. but I also wasn't getting drunk at work <laughs> Not that last <laughs> Yeah. So, so to drive 25 miles and think, oh, you got 14 beers on tap and I want to try them, I'll try three and yeah. I'll head back home right. and hit something. Yeah. Now we're kind of like in that, in that, in that right. realm. I mean, if you don't lose all your money at Miami Valley Gaming, come on down the road and have a beer. If you haven't spent it all at the, at the Monroe outlets, come on down and have a beer. <laughs> you know, uh, or if, if you haven't spent all of your money at Rivertown, yeah, then you can go. Yeah. Then you can hit up the outlets right, right, or the casino. Right. If you haven't bought bought out the uh, gift shop, oh, you ruined your swag. pants right down the road. <laughs> 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 Listen, we'll be back uh, with uh, more uh, with uh, Gamal Neji from Rivertown Brewing right after this. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> 
This is Brett Coleman-Baker with Urban Artifact Brewing in Northside, Cincinnati. Hi, this is Evan Rouse from Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette from Blank Slate Brewing in Cincinnati. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Um, I, look at, I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a, you know, a forest and harvest. They're all out there and... and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't. You don't ever hear somebody say, "Yeah, I used to drink that crap." crap. But I, <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Breakfast, the voice of Cincy Craft. This week in beer. And so, so now we've got uh, it's, it's it's public domain by now. No, quit 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 being so worried. Uh, listen, uh, this week in beer, we've got some stuff going on, and uh, what do we got oh, besides sorry. all the great stuff that we've talked about that's going on uh, with Rivertown? Yeah. Uh, there is a whole bunch going on that was announced and things that are happening. Um, so we'll just roll through it, I guess. Here, and if you guys want to stop on something, let me know. Uh, we'll start with Listerman. They're getting ready to launch their their wines and their pulque, which is like an agave fermented something or other. I, uh, that is outside of my world. The, the, the pulque. Whole, yeah, pulque. Senora, yo, yo quiero pulque. Um, they also just started accepting more um, entries into the League of Extraordinary Chicaos. So for any Chicao fans, um, you can get online and subscribe to that. And how much is that? Do we know? Uh, hundred and ten dollars, and you get the uh, ch- and you get chickows, many different chickows, as they say. You get four chickow bottles, and then you get first dibs on any other chickow variant releases, and some kind of fancy swag, and um, you can fill growlers of the uh, the chickow variants. Wow! Um, so if you're like I said, if you're a chickow fan, it's it's hard to go wrong with that. <laughs> so I guess you know what you got to get for uh, uh, Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah probably. Um, Mad Tree, um, big can news. They got oh yes, lots of big can news. Yes. We we got some hints when they were on the show, but Identity Crisis finally in cans. It's going to be like a weird release, kind of like Citra High and Galaxy High. Identity Crisis and Rubus Cacao That's, and Rubus Cacao well. is is also coming, which will be more seasonal, like in the winter. It'll be out in cans, and then. Um, they also um, Pilgrim is Pilgrim out on Wednesday on uh, on Thursday. Not a can, just just in just in draft, just in draft. However, yeah. it does. It's interesting to note that a label did go through for approval, so they can do cans. But um, they said they probably won't get to it this year. So next year, that's just an extraordinary beer. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's, that is a good one. That's, I look forward to that one every like. year. Um, I like to do the Mad Tree breakfast and mix it with espresso self. That tastes kind of like uh-huh. a. That like a bowl of cereal good. and a cup of coffee. It's pretty awesome. Um, Rheingeist Homie came out this last week. Uh, if anybody hasn't gotten a chance homie? to try that yet, the, the latest yeah. Homie. Yes. Homie? Their home, it's, it's a homebrew collaboration, you just, right? You just woke homebrew. him up and now he like thinks Like my something. dog? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a homebrew collaboration. They have a Homie and a Chester? They have a Homie and a Chester. Isn't that weird? All they got to do is have a bocce and... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would want to do bocce. What's a tie-in beer? That'd be the bocce. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bira Moretti or Bira whatever. Moretti. Um, uh, Peroni. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all I can do yeah. as far as Italian beers go. Um, Anything else? Uh, Rheingeist 
um, the barrel aged ink, the sherry barrels. Um, they're doing a release party for that. I think next weekend, something like that. Uh, $50 tickets, you get two bottles and then like a barrel aged flight. And it's kind of the launch of their barrel aged series too, which there could be some really fun stuff that comes out of that. So I'm excited to see what we were invited last Wednesday to the uh, announcement of Braxton's, uh, storm can release uh, which was phenomenal i i'm always blown away by by the way they do things at braxton so um the the can, the can is the can is just amazing i mean it just it just pops it just it, it, and and such a wise decision in my opinion to go ahead and mirror the design of their of their taps tap right. handles in the tap room uh to marry it so that because it's familiar to people who who frequent the tap it room still well. kind of has a cool retro look to it to me oh, though, absolutely. Too. like it, it fits with their theme perfect um they also uh their dunkle called auto came out on friday yeah you know i almost swung down there wednesday or s- sunday afternoon and picked up a growler of that and i just I don't know, opted for something else. So. And I happened to see another um, keg caller go through the TTB um, today also for a beer called Talking Shop, which is a double IPA coming in about 10%, which and sounds I, like Widmer Brothers. To me. And uh, was also told that the second in the trophy series that had the yes. whole melon hop, single hop, is going to be coming through and they're going to be doing a galaxy trophy. Right. So, so that should be... Um, that should be pretty soon. So a lot of news from them. Uh, also, we would be remiss if we didn't discuss uh, our friend uh, Cincy Beer Brats, Chef Tony. Uh, they're doing a, uh, a tailgate party. A tailgate party at O'Brien's Wine and Spirits over a twenty mile stand in Loveland, Ohio. Can we go nine and zero? I think it's yeah, the can, way he's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Which they're going to be serving. They're, they're doing ahead. they're doing things a little different though. That's it's Cincy Beer Brats, but they're teaming up with the seventeen seventy six Grill which is a grilled cheese food truck. Right, right. They were also out at Dogberry this last weekend doing the same thing. And those sandwiches are freaking amazing. They, they take the the um, the Bay of Bengal uh, beer brats and kind of split them lengthwise and put them on the grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, that's got to yeah. be cr- it's, that's it's cr- amazing. Sounds it's crazy amazing. Good. And that is definitely a sandwich? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a sandwich because it's two pieces of bread. Stay tuned. Um, Stay tuned, people. <laughs> Moreline is teaming up with Party Source to do um, their private label. Party Source's private label. It's called um, the Beautiful Beer, Beautiful View, um, Beautiful, Beautiful View Beer Project. Um, it's an IPA. It de- debuted at um, the Cincy Beer Fest on uh, Fountain Square this last summer. So. I haven't gotten to try it yet, but it's it's kind of neat to see them teaming up on either side of the river instead of keeping things in their own right, backyard right, all the time. Right. And the beautiful view, obviously, re- referring to the beautiful view out of their big picture window in the back that right. uh, looks on the Ohio River and uh, Kentucky, northern Kentucky and the Roebling Suspension Bridge. Right. Just a fantastic uh, one of the one of the, if you've never if you've never been there, shame on you. If you've never been there and looked at a sunset out of that uh, back picture window there uh, at the the back of the bar it's just absolutely incredible so one of the one of the one of the top things to do in cincinnati in my opinion the last thing i have on my list is the um walking stick which was the uh, collaboration with 50 west and great lakes um is debuting on it has uh, tomorrow it was it's tomorrow is the official release at arnold's they they did it this weekend at the brewing queue but this is like the 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 southern ohio whatever you want to call it real estate so um i think that's it 
Could there be anything Does anybody more? else have anything else? That, does, uh, that sounds like it'll do it. All right. So that is... Oh, wait a minute. That is potted down. All right. Good. No, wait a minute. Wait, I don't want that one. I want that one. This oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay you weren't paying attention oh, at all. Attention. <laughs> all right. Sorry. One more time. We'll edit that out. Let's edit that out. I was Twittering. So what is it? I saw it on Instagram. What is it? We, we covered it. It's Nothing. The Pilgrim release. Pilgrim release. This Week in Beer. Just a few more minutes left uh, with uh, Gamel uh, Neji at, uh, from uh, Rivertown uh, Brewing Company and uh, announced and discussed uh, the their big their big expansion. We don't want to we don't want to call it a move. A move is uh, incorrect. An expansion to the Monroe area. And uh, 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 Gamel has told us that that the that the not only is the is the Lachlan tap room going to continue to exist, but it's going to be really the incubator for a lot of new stuff that uh, yep. Rivertown is going to be bringing online down the road and a lot of one-offs and a lot of special projects and so forth and so on. Right. Yeah. We'll have more, we'll have more space into it. So we may even be able to, um, you know, play around with the, with the tap room size um, ultimately. Cause I mean, we're not going to need all the, all the space we do now for production. Once we get it all moved out again, we're talking probably end of 2016 at the earliest um so yeah we'll be able to kind of pull it up but we'll keep the 30 barrel brew house in there and it's it's good history i mean it's absolutely it's 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 a key part of the tour when you're walking in you're sitting in that middle section and that real tight area and you're going this was it this is where all of it was happening Mm -hmm. you know all the bottling everything and then you know when you see the expanse of it and you're seeing that little room so it's 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 very it's very important to us to kind of keep that little bit of history um i think jason pointed i try to remember the name of the brewery he said he he was in it was in Lyons, colorado so it might have been uh uh, somebody out there will kind of have it better for me, <laughs> but uh, it, the same—it's kind of the same thing. What they did—they just had—they had to grow, but they kept—they kept a home base. Um, you know, obviously, we don't—we're not in any kind of way wanting to turn our back on Cincinnati. We, you know, this is where we're from. This is what we've done. Those of us um, that live up north still think we're in Cincinnati, for the record. And it's you are, still and, and Cincinnati. Honestly, yeah, no, and honestly, you are. I mean, it's—it's it's all a part of that whole metropolis part of it. But we just, you know, for the production part of it, it's just. Yeah, you know, you're, you're looking looking at looking at everything there, the the, the true schematics and, and the sizes and, and the footprint and everything. It's like we're you can only we can only build up at that point. And when you're looking at the amount of money it was gonna take to really kind of get that thing right, you know, really up to what we had to grow to, it's just right. made more sense. But where we're sitting, we've already been doing it. Sure. You know, the equipment's already owned, so to be able to go in there and be able to do thirty barrel batches of something, it'll be keg only, might only be in the tap room might only be specifically for Cincinnati. I mean there's no there's no regulation on it on how we on handle how we handle that there. We just know that whatever we brew there probably more likely we're not going to bottles. Right. Right. We, we already right. sold our Maheen. We're not gonna buy another one. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You, right. You can still hand bottle. <laughs> you, you go, go ahead go ahead and tell go ahead and tell he, the staff that he wants to say you can still hand bottle. Um, you know, we talked before uh, we went uh, we we went with on with the show uh, about your background a little bit. Um, how did you get? You you had been an audio engineer, an audio producer. How did you get from there to craft beer and to be be you know? To I started be, drinking at twelve years old. So. Well, uh, <laughs> believe me, I understand no, uh, that. I, I mean, there's no question about that. He I, means twenty one children. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm, I'm dyslexic. Sorry about that. Uh, no, uh, so actually, I spent probably about the last twelve years in the music industry. Actually, about the fifteen if you count the recording engineer. I actually ran BC Rich Guitars, um, the sales division, and in and, uh, and the custom shop for for a lot of years. And 
really, I went down to, I think it's Arlen's Bar down in Clifton, and we happened to walk in, and it's like, oh, check this place out and everything, and they had a decent beer selection, and my wife just happened to make a comment, like, I wish somebody would make a pumpkin beer, and so I'm like, let me go see what they have on tap, and I scanned it, and I seen this funky-looking handle, I'm like, hey, that's a pumpkin beer, give me two of those, gave me two 20-ounce glasses of it, and we sat down and took a drink, and I'm like, holy crap, that's good, and we drank some more, and we're like, what is this goal? So I walked back up and took a picture of handle. It was like Rivertown. You know, I did the whole sold it on Facebook. I don't know what Rivertown is, but when you find this pumpkin beer, you get it in your system. It's that good. And we had a few of those with our, with our dinner and went home and I passed out because I, apparently 44 ounces of, of pumpkin beer was a little bit too much for me. But, uh, yeah. um, but yeah, so then I, you know, people were you know hitting me back. Well, what is this beer? Where is it? I'm like, I don't know. I think it's from Cleveland or something. I don't know. Rivertown, wherever Rivertown is. <laughs> bad, so, bad week for that. So, that so, uh, so I, yeah. So, so I Googled it and I'm like, there's no freaking brewery in Lachlan. Cause my wife works in Evendale. I'm like, Sally, apparently it's like about two and a half miles from where you, from where you work. And I, I don't remember seeing a brewery up there. So we dug and dug and dug. And then finally we found it and we walked in and, you know, we kind of been a fan ever since. It's you know, kind of hits, kind of hit home for us. It was you know, it was quiet place to kind of go. Good beers. We enjoyed everything that we had there. So we spent, I you know, spent about three years getting to know people. I got to know Randy. I got to know a lot of the brewers. Got to know Jason. Um, and my sales background, I just kind of like bugged him a little bit enough. And and finally, he's like, you know, send me your resume. I'm like, nah, you're just being nice. You don't want to lose a customer. And then a position opened up. I'm like, yeah, hey, we'll see what happens. And I threw the resume out there and got in there and. I remember I talked to the one guy about the position was going to be for the packaging thing. And they're like, it's going to be this and this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not moving for that. And then Jason came in and he's like, I was hoping that was you. I thought I recognized the name. And so we started talking. And he's like, I want this, this, and this. And, you know, we started talking. I think it took about two months to kind of really come through um, where we agreed on what I wanted from the company, what they wanted from the company. And that's it. I mean, it was just kind of really being a fan of it. I kind of got into the beer culture. I mean, I was at everybody. I would, you could find me in Listerman's tap room. You could find me in Mad Tree's tap room, 50 West, um, Ryan Geist. I mean, all these guys. I was, I was there. I was just kind of really getting into it because I like. I'm to an age now. I've drank. I drank long enough to where I just, if I was going to invest time and money into it, it had to have something to it. it had to have you know flavor and, and and all these things. And I just kind of got that. So kind of really really got into the scene and had an opportunity to get into you know what was one of my favorite breweries in town and it just kind of worked so that's how i came around to it what what, what is it what is it about cincy beer culture do you think i mean what you know it's you, kind of an esoteric ephemeral question but what what is it about cincinnati beer culture what is it is that makes it awesomeness a word well you can yeah <laughs> I mean, you know, the, you know I, is it the same? I mean, is it, is it, can it be the same everywhere? It's not the same everywhere. I, I don't think it is, you know, because I'm from Youngstown, Ohio, and I've been up to a couple of breweries up there, and they do some pretty decent stuff. It's not the same quality as what you're getting down here. Um, there's, I think, while well, everybody has passion, you're, you're talking about home brewers that, that take a shot at it, you know, and they come into it. And for some reason, there's this, it's in the water down here. It's in it's in the soil. It's in it's in the vegetation. There's something there because I think there's the a lot of really possible. good breweries that are coming out, but and that's not the same in, in in every city. I mean, there's not you know you get you get good beer if you're local in that region, but for some reason Cincinnati just really resonates even outside of the region. I, I think in the nicest way possible, we have a chip on our shoulder. You know, we had a thriving beer culture that kind of got annihilated by big beer after prohibition and in the, in the, in the oh, 60s and 70s. It, yeah. And I, I, I just, I think that, that we're, we're kind of done with, with 
with not having that we it's you know like you said it's it's in the the, the blood of the city it's it's kind of who we are and we kind of missed it for so long yeah i think people look kind of lean back towards that and it's like hey this is this is who we used to be you know we weren't just all about you know producing processed meats or whatever whatever the, the back of his daddy was <laughs> yeah um but you know i mean it, it i think that's the other underlying thing and so there's a, there's a bit of pride that kind of goes into it i mean what i see in every beer that i drink from everybody including ours um you know there's a lot of passion that comes out of every glass right. you know and in an intent when you when you drink it, you can kind of really get what the guy what the guy that's not fair but uh i guess mostly guy brewers in town anyhow except for maybe roxanne who's kind of like an independent brewer but uh you get, uh, you know, you, you get a lot of passion out of the glass. You get the, you get the good intent on where they're going for it and experiment. And you kind of get behind it and you're like, hey, I get it. I get what right. you're doing here. This is, this is good, and I, I can see where you're going with it, and I'm, and I'm digging it. And even if you don't dig it, you can, I see where you're going with it. You can respect you, it. You yeah. see others respect. Yeah, yeah. Um, Periscope wanted to know what states Rivertown is distributed in. We are currently in Indiana, uh, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida. U.S. Virgin Islands, and wow. as of next week, we will be in Massachusetts. Awesome. And and we're in Michigan, but sort of... We were in Michigan, and like I said, this is back maybe a couple of years ago. It just, you know, you, you have to look at it when you're producing product, and, and, and other people had to do this too, where they kind of pull back. Um, we looked at it, and it's just, we're sending beer up there, but there was this just, I'm only going to drink it if it's made in Michigan. And it had nothing to do with quality of beer. And right. by that, I mean, you know, we weren't the only ones struggling for a foothold in there. Um, it's not like, oh, nobody like Rivertown beer. It's, it, we're, and that's hard to point out. It was, no, we weren't a Michigan beer company. There's other, there's other companies that have gone in there and just, it's a really tough fight to wow. kind of get in there. Um, you know, that's, that's just like Cincinnati. That's a proud scene. That's an old, you know. Right. Um, you know, it's it's a beer culture, and you got you know the auto industry. They're all taken off out of there, and you got this. You know, you, you see it on the news where you know it's kind of it's kind of depressed or whatever else. So you're holding on to whatever's going to bring revenue back in, kind of like what Cincinnati I think kind of did too. It helped revitalize a little bit and excitement, and it's kind of you know for the people who do travel to go check out different breweries and stuff like that. This is a this is a pin a pin on the map that people are trying to get to. That's that, and that's definitely not changing in in the negative sense of it it's going to be it's going to be crazy in the next couple yeah. of years no we get but, I, mean, I mean we get calls we get we, we get calls from people like we'll release a, bur- a, a one of our barrel aged sours and i'll see an email come through on facebook or an email come through our info channel once you know somebody out on the west coast like i just had this how do i get more it's like how did you get the first one you know and, and they're beer <laughs> right, taters right. you know i i literally right. i literally sat the, the 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 sunday i think it was the second sunday we were open and i was sitting i was sitting down at the brew house i went down to meet some friends and I ended up talking to two separate people, both of them from the Washington, D.C. area, happened to be in town on business, knew about our beer because they had gotten herons on soul, on sours. One guy left with a case, um, a half case of goose and a half case of lambic. The other, they were both mad because they weren't going to be there Tuesday for the Old Sour Cherry Porter release. But, you know, they, they were grabbing beers like, you guys got to come to Washington area. You got to get to Maryland. You got to get to Virginia because there's no domestic sours over there. So, I mean, people are kind of getting what we do as far, mm-hmm. as far as that sour part of it goes. And, you know, when they're having an opportunity, they're here. And if, especially if they're in the vehicle or if they know they can get home, they're taking it. That's I mean, great. They're stopping by the brewery and they're taking as much as they can get. That's great. And it's growing. It's, it's, it's just like the, the whole movement is it's growing basically word of mouth. One, one handing one bottle, mm-hmm. one person handing one bottle to another person mm-hmm. and they're drinking it. 
and they're loving it. And, you know, it's, it's just, you know, the more people that get exposed to it, the more people realize what a powerful thing, very good and very flavorful and very different kinds of beer is and what and that's what and that's what the craft movement's all about yeah that's what we're all about that's what we want to highlight and and get people get the word out and let people out there you know drink local first and then you know just and if you've got something good share it let everybody around around you and everybody around the country know so that they either come here or these different breweries like yourselves can expand to different parts right. of the country. You know, and it's not, it's not unlike, you know, we, we both touched on this. I was in the music industry for a while. It's not unlike the old bootleg trading of cassettes. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, seriously, you, you come found, to Cincinnati you know, and take the beer home. Yeah, you, 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 <laughs> you found, you found some band in Youngstown and you're like, wow, these guys are really have something going on. You pick up the cassette, you dub it up and everything else. You know, it's your buddy out in, out in Montana or out in California or whatever. And, you know, next thing you know, I mean, that's, no, no different than how I'm talking about. It's very grassroots. It's very organic. It's very, hey, I'm excited about this. You should be excited about it too. And that's what you're seeing with craft beer. I mean, you're seeing you know, there's a lot of, you know, the bombers and things like that. And people are finding ways to get it to their cousin or their friend or, you know, their old their old college roommate or whatever it is around the country to just say, hey, share this experience. And so, yeah, now, now the, the big thing is for us to produce it because unlike, unlike the music industry where you can't just up a CD and, and hand it to <laughs> right. somebody. You have to, <laughs> to actually step up the liquid. So Right, right. Uh, very quickly, as we wrap it up, uh, give us the particulars, both the Lachlan location and then what's going to be, you know, the, and then the, the where the location is going to be in Monroe. And just but talk about Lachlan first, because obviously yeah. that's where the rubber's still meeting the road for you guys. Yeah, for, for the foreseeable future. I mean, you, you're going to want to come out to, uh, it's exit 13, Shepherd Lane. Um, we're, we're kind of buried if we're on the west side of the highway so if you look coming down uh, 75 whether you're coming from the north or coming from the south you're going to see on the east side of the highway it's going to be GE aircraft engine uh, we're on the west side of the highway so if you get off exit 13 if you're coming north you'll wrap it around make a left you're on Shepherd Lane follow it all the way through across Wayne um, we're down on the left in the industrial park we're 4 to 10 Tuesday through Friday uh, noon to 10 on Saturday and 11 till the game's over on Sunday, so this Sunday will probably be eleven to five. Um, we'll probably have some game. I imagine it will be the Brown Steelers game, but I'll be in. I'll be in Boston, hoping I can catch it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> okay. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's we have food. Uh, Cleo's barbecue is there Friday and Saturday, and then they, he's usually doing something on the on the lunch side. Shout on out to Cleo too. That was, yeah, I, I, some of the best barbecue in Cincinnati, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, come out. Games are free. We don't charge for the games. We don't make you buy a beer for the game. So it's not like uh, you can't get past this section if you don't have a beer in your hand. You know, uh, bring your kids with you. We're family friendly. Uh, you know, dogs. Yeah, we've we've I've seen them in there. I don't have kids or dogs, so I don't I don't know the experience <laughs> of either of either one coming into the brewery. But uh, you know, I know I know it's welcome. And we do tours. I think we the best tour in Cincinnati, and I I've will heard that too. I will say that on record. The yeah. best tour. I've, I've had people tell me that too, and I, I and now that I think back about it, I don't remember too many tours I've been on to other than other than River Towns. But uh, uh, Tuesday we do a tour. I think it's at five o'clock. Um, I think that's the free tour, and then uh, I think it's three o'clock on Saturday, five o'clock on Thursday and Friday. That we do tours. I think there's one on Wednesday too, but I don't know the particulars if it's free or not on that one. And when uh, you say that it's not free, don't 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 get turned off by that because yeah, it's it, like isn't it like five dollars or something that comes I with a price. Like, I think it's like six bucks. So basically, you buy a, buy a beer and you, we give you a free glass and we walk yeah. you through the brewery. There so it's not like 
Yeah, by, by free, I mean we're not going to give you the glass on Tuesday, but you can at least go get the experience of the tour. Um, we, You're going to want to buy a beer anyway. Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, um, and really at, at that Believe point. me, you are going to want to buy a beer. Yeah. Again, great stuff, you know, tonight. And then real quick, Monroe. Uh, I think – even I'm sketchy on the location, but I think I heard Saltzman and 63. So I think it's, it's about two miles. The northeast corner. Um, it's it's like two miles kind of, west off of off of 75. It's almost right in between Route Four and 75. Okay. It's um. Yeah, I'm, there's I'm, nothing to see right now. Though. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I remember when Jason when, when when I got like again included in the conversation, he's like, "Ah, it's about two miles off the highway." I was like, "Ah, all I need to know." Yeah. There's no, there's, there's no place. Nothing was written in stone yet. Anyhow, I mean, it was just, it was one of the ideas that right, was being talked right. about at the time. It's like, I don't, you know, I didn't need a story. Then all of a sudden, like I said, I, I came back from my run Friday morning, got a shower, turned on my computer. I had a question from, uh, from the gnome about, hey, can we? Get? I'm like, ah, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and then my phone was like a, like a, like a, a slot machine, just ding all over the place. Like, what's going on? Ah, <laughs> I got lots of questions to answer today. <laughs> Amazing has to be exciting though, it, to be it, involved you know, in, in a big project like this. Yeah, it you know the the, the timing has been great. It's very exciting to be to get in with the company and and just see see this happen and get to be a part of it. Get to be you know. Uh, Do you get an office in the new place? I will get an office in the That's new place. That's exciting. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> And I will be on the system as everybody else. So right now I work from home. Or, but, you know, a lot of times I'm actually in the market kind of working with some of the retailers as well. But, sure. uh, um, yeah, I'll have an office at the new place as well. So I have the option of actually going and sitting and having a place that's my own. <laughs> Next uh, to the beer. You know, I kind of I kind of booted <laughs> Lindsay out of her desk. With a tap I, in the wall? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Got to have that quality control, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, Mel Neji, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank really, you for uh, me. F- f- as, as part of uh, what I'm sure is a busy week after a busy weekend, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to come out, talk the, talk Rivertown and bring the beers and, and, and give us an idea of what's happening out there. It's just so exciting for Cincinnati craft beer and for you guys and, and, and we we wish everybody the the, the best of luck and, and we'd like to have uh Jason and um and Lindsay and Lindsay yeah. on sometime to talk about their experience and what's you know what it's mm-hmm. been like for them personally and we'll definitely get that worked out with them but we definitely want to get them on too at some point and as soon uh, as those talk. doors open in Monroe we will be there for a live brew we want to be there live yeah. and uh, and have a good time with you guys too yeah. out there so that yeah. definitely something we want to do yeah and, and and I did reach out and I, you know not not to ignore the to the, oh, the question the email and everything else like that I mean you know, obviously we could tell there's a lot going on and, and there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of number crunching and a lot of, and a lot of documentations Absolutely. and legalese and everything else. So, um, it wasn't that they didn't want to be on. It was just, oh, this, yeah, is, no. this is their decompressed time. But yeah, once yeah. things start really, you know, once the plan starts solidifying and things like that, I think we can probably work something out you know, down, down the road. Maybe like you said, if, if nothing else. At the well, you've been a fantastic spokesman for them and, and it's been, a, it's been great uh, having you with us and, and we've, we've loved it. We've enjoyed it. Thank you. I had fun. Great job. Hopefully I didn't babble too much. Sorry. No, it's all right. (laughs) The perfect guest. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, listen, that uh, wraps it up uh, for Cincy Brewcast for tonight. Uh, Gnome, gnarlygnome.com. Thegnarlygnome.com, absolutely. Tina Cisneros at uh, OPG and soon to be Overlook Lodge. And hopefully as of this weekend, Overlook Lodge. Angie Cisneros, uh, social media director at OPG. The Brew Dogs, Nancy Cisneros, thank you very much. My name is Mike Cisneros, and you've been listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>